My name is Mike, 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 Dark, 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 Dark. And I am Richard Wag, Wag, Wagner. We're back. Here we go. Another edition of Radio Waves. My name is Mike Stark. And Richard Wagoner. And before we get started today, we have three columns to cover today. But before we get started with the columns that Richard has written over the last three weeks, we want to tell you about a very special thing that's going on on the L.A. Radio Studio stream. This is and exciting. That is, yeah, this is exciting. All of the interviews that Richard and I have done over the years with L.A. Radio personalities are now streaming 24-7 on the L.A. Radio Studio stream. It's in a big shuffle, so you never know who you're going to get. You might get Gino Michelini. You might get Dr. Demento. You might get Jeff Gonzer, Ace Young. We've got a whole bunch of different stuff on there. And uh, it's streaming 24-7, and you can reach it at laradiostudio.com and then click on the stream thing, or you can go to the L.A. Radio Waves Facebook page, and we've got the link up there as well. So enjoy. You're going to hear some great stuff. There's air checks. There's all kinds of great stuff in it. We've had a great time doing that. We're going to hopefully add some more uh, personalities to it now that everybody's out of work. Hopefully it will inspire those to see, hey, we're not we're not mean guys. We're actually really nice. Yeah, exactly. So how long will it be running? Let's run it. We'll run it for a few weeks. Okay. You know, um, I'm, I'm not sure. At least at least a couple weeks. Okay. Um, so anyway, check that out if you get a chance. Um, OK, here we go. Uh, we're going to go back to the column three weeks ago. You had some Seacrest news. Yes. Ryan Seacrest, Mr. Dick Clark of the present, yeah. is going to take over Wheel of Fortune. Mm. OK, and I guess that's Chuck Woolery wasn't available, apparently. <laughs> well, he was dumped years ago, wasn't he? He was, and, and you know the story was he wanted—I forget what he wanted—like uh, at the time, five hundred thousand dollars a season or something like that. And they offered him four hundred thousand, and that just didn't work out. So they ended up going with Sajak, and then they're paying him like you know millions. Yeah. And now Seacrest, they're paying like billions. Um, <laughs> I think I think Seacrest is getting more money than a lot of uh, uh, countries' uh, entire uh, capita. <laughs> Correct. Correct. But, you know, I was thinking about this as I was reading your column. Uh, Ryan Seacrest has learned that the basis for all of this success is his radio show. Yeah. He's staying with the radio. In fact... I was surprised he gave up the uh, um, the show he was doing in New York. Oh, the uh, yeah, Kelly and and Ryan or yeah. whatever it is this week. I was surprised, you know, because yeah. that was the big thing, and he was kind of in some ways giving the short shift to his uh, to his uh, radio show because he was having to do it from there and right. you know, spend more time on it. So I was really surprised to find out that he was going back to focus a little bit more on radio before, of course, Wheel of Fortune came back. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, that, you know, these successful radio guys, they always hang on to that radio show because yeah. it's really important as as a basis for all of the other outlets that they decide to do. So a lot of them did that. Remember, yeah. uh, Gary Owens was still yep. on APC, uh, on Wink Martindale. Uh, um, yep. You know, it's, it's just amazing. It's interesting, too, that 
You know, there's a lot of people who are saying, oh, come on, Ryan, don't you make enough money? Aren't you doing enough stuff and things like that? Uh, I can see why they like Ryan, because he's a friendly guy. He presents himself well. He's not a negative guy. He's, uh, you know, he has a, a little charm, a little boyish yes. charm that that show needs. So, yeah, no, without yeah. a doubt. The other segment in uh, that column with Seacrest was uh, you uh, tuned into K-Rock and you heard something that kind of got you thinking about. uh, It it just surprised me because morning shows and our friend Dave Beezing has said this in the past that, you know, you you kind of want to avoid um, topics that will divide people, uh, a lot of political topics and things like that. If you're doing a general show, uh, entertainment show, tend to avoid that because you don't want to tick off half your uh, potential audience. So I was a little bit surprised when uh, Allie on the um, Klein and Allie show actually went into what was supposed to be a news segment and then started talking about Supreme Court decisions. And it, it, you know what she said had it, it didn't bother me at all. I was just surprised that she said it because I could see some people being bothered by it. Yeah, no, exactly. And we do live in different times. However, I will point out that, uh, you know, mixing politics and radio on music stations is not a new thing. Um, All you have to do is look at the entire schedule at KMET back in the day. It was all politics. Ace Young and Paraquat Kelly and Jeff Gonser in the morning would talk about politics and they'd make fun of Reagan. And, you know, so there was a lot of that going on. Again, it's different times, a different setting. The country is divided a little bit more than it was then, but it's not unheard of. And I would hate to think that it would be standard operating procedure for hosts not to be able to give their opinion on things. That's a good point. And I would never want to censor that either. Um, uh, it's just one of those situations where you just wonder what's going on. And I, I was just more curious about it than anything else. No one's well, responded. Think, so I know. think it stands out because you don't hear politics discussed on morning shows. And then when it happens, it caught your attention. That that could be. And the other side of it, too, is I, you know, I don't listen to talk radio much anymore. So I'm I'm just so used to not hearing political right. talk. I'm a lot happier now. Oh. <laughs> okay, the next column. Doug McIntyre is featured in your next column. Yep, he's written a book. It's actually his first novel. Now, he did Overnights at KBC for a long, long time. It was a great yeah. show. And then he did Mornings. He was still great. Not as great as The Overnights. The Overnights. Then, he was so free to do Overnights. That was, yeah. that was a fun show. Yeah, but he's got a book now. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually a novel. It's a story about, uh, it's called Frank's Shadow. I, I haven't read it, so I'm going off the descriptions. But basically, um, it's they call it a deeply, sometimes dark, human story wrapped in the trappings of a delightfully gritty love letter to New York's less glamorous neighborhoods. And uh, it, it's kind of like living in the the shadow of of the the attitude of Frank Sinatra. So I'm going to find out more about it. I'm actually planning on buying a copy of it, reading it. He made an appearance uh, July 18th at The Grove, uh, July 22nd at Gatsby's in Long Beach, and July 26th he's going to Pages in Manhattan Beach. Maybe uh, we can get him on the podcast. What do you think? I think he will do it. I really do. You you know him? 
I know him. I, I don't know him well, but I know him. We've, we've talked right. uh, for the last, uh, Jesus, 10 years probably. Put that out there, Richard. Get on it. Yes. Oh, okay. So, and the other part of that column uh, that Doug's featured in, it's something we've sort of talked about in terms of K-Rock and some of the other stations, but the hit radio stations are now playing more oldies. How yeah. is this possible? I, I don't know, and I don't get it. I know uh, Dave has talked about this. This is one of the things I disagree on because they talk about the new to you type attitude and they're taking songs that I guess the idea is the oldsters will listen to it. And if it's good, they'll they'll attract the young people, too. But you're just screwing over new artists, which I don't like. And I would I would like to hear I like if I'm listening to the top four, listen to alternative. I want to hear new stuff. I'm getting tired of right. the old stuff. And in fact, uh, for just from a sidebar, my wife's uh, radio in her car, it, whenever you shut it down, it defaults back to the last FM station you were listening to, no matter what you were listening to other than that. So it ends up wow. back on alt. So she's been listening to alt. And at first she was saying, this is great. I haven't heard these songs in a long time. And now she's saying, gosh, I keep hearing the same songs. <laughs> so yeah. it's an the issue. The problem is, I think, is the rotation is just, there's it's too small a rotation. Right. Right. So. But anyway, what's happening is that, and I, this, I don't think it's happened to KISS FM yet, but it probably will if it hasn't already, um, is that the uh, article in RadioInsight.com where a station in Milford, Cincinnati, um, joined the what he called the growing number of hit radio stations shifting to a gold-heavy presentation. They're playing three to four current songs per hour, they removed all of what they consider the recurrence, which, as you know, is the, within the last few months and the recent golds, which would be the last few years, and replaced them mostly with gold records from 2000 to 2010. In and of itself, not a big deal other than the I'm looking at the thing three to four currents per hour. That's all you play. Right. Remember when when KHJ, KRLA, KMET, they were playing like 90 percent new music and a couple yeah. songs an hour that were old. Um, so to me, that's kind of sad. And the problem with it is they're calling it hit radio. I don't think it's hit radio if you're only playing three new songs an hour. K-Earth 101 used to play more than that when they were considered an oldies station back in the 80s. Yeah, I know. And I'm wondering how the mix of current hits and then really kind of older songs sounds in that yeah. mix. I want, yeah. you know... It's hard to it's hard to grasp, but we will see. You know, I'm I'm sure their research tells them something, but sometimes the research doesn't work. So, right. okay, so that covers the second column. The third column, uh, tell me what's going on at Billboard magazine. There seems to be something going on that's skewing things a little differently yeah. than. Yeah, explain it. It's not exactly skewing, but they made the announcement that uh, Karma from Taylor Swift put her in a tie for the most number one songs by an artist in the history of the airplay chart. Now, okay. that sounds really impressive. You're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, she must be an amazing person. What she is, she's a talented artist. Some people don't like her style, but she's still a talented artist. And um, she's tied with Maroon 5, Katy Perry and Rihanna, all who had 11 number ones. Justin Bieber is, is right below with 10 number ones, the only other person to have double digits. So you're thinking to yourself, wow, that's amazing. All these recent artists have all this airplay. What's going on? What happened to the Beatles? What happened to Michael Jackson? What happened Elvis. to Elvis? Yeah, exactly. 
And it turns out they're going off that chart, which only goes back to 1992, October 92. It's almost 93. So all of the people we're thinking of all did it back in the in the, in the past. So if you really want to know, Beatles had 20 number one hits. Now, keep in mind, airplay versus sales is something that Billboard didn't really track back then. It used to That's just right. be sales. Right. And in fact, it was radio and records that did the airplay. So if you go back into the sales thing, Beatles had 20. Uh, Mariah Carey still had 19. Elvis was third with 18. But Billboard makes it very confusing now with all they of do. these different things. They so. do, because they didn't even mention it. And I, you're right. thinking to yourself, oh, my God, it's, you know, and it is impressive, but it, it's one of those things you almost can't compare. Yeah, no, you can't. Because, you know, people don't really buy records anymore. A lot of them are listened to on Spotify, Apple Music. You're you're almost leasing them. I guess they could go off of downloads. No, they can't do that either because it would be downloads versus streaming. You well, know, also well, remember what it took to buy a record in the old days. Yeah. You yeah. had to go down to the record store and buy the record, pay the money, they hand you a piece of plastic, you go home and you play it. Yeah. And those records are real. Those are proactive. People that proactively went to the record store, bought the record, brought it home, enjoyed it at home. Now you, you click something on, on your internet and you're listening to the song or you've bought the song. So. Yeah, one of the things I've been doing is if I hear something that I don't really recognize or something that I just kind of like and I want to get on, what I'll do is I'll do a Shazam, and then Shazam will take me to Apple Music where I can download it because I subscribe to Apple Music. Right, yeah. So. It's a completely different world, yep. and we all know that. Yep. Okay, so the last thing in this week's column is about local radio. We revisit local radio a lot because... It still happens, not as much in the big cities, but uh, it's happening, and, and Richard keeps an eye on that. Yeah, this is an interesting story in two ways. One is because it's an AM station, it's an AM stereo station in a really small town, less than 2,000 uh, residents in the 2020 census. It's owned by Brian Winnikins. It's WRDN in Durand, Wisconsin. And... Um, he w he happened to make a post on Facebook, and he was talking about, yeah, we're at the county fair. We have 17 sponsors. You know, we're doing this stuff. And people were kind of making fun of him. You know, you're doing farm animal stuff and whatever. And um, the thing that I started thinking about is, you know, that's it's not that long ago where KFI used to still do farm reports and crop reports and things like that. And so you start thinking, well, here's a station in a small town making money through his advertisers because of his local approach. He didn't take the easy way out and do syndicated programming, whether it was music or talk or whatever. He actually does his own local programming. He has his own morning show. A lot of it's probably um, uh, you know, computer-based where they just run the thing, but it's still, sure. they get out in the community. And I started thinking, you know, if I were an advertiser, and you can even go back in the past for this. If you're an advertiser, you could find a smaller station to advertise on and get the word out in your community back in the days when there were stations that really served the local community. And I gave a couple examples in the in the column. K-Day uh, used to be called um, K-Surf. 
in uh, Santa Monica. They pretty much uh, broadcast to Santa Monica, Redondo Beach or something like that. Um, there was a station that used to be in, in uh, Orange County that was on the same frequency. They also broadcast to just their local community. Um, in the old, old, old days, you had the KGIL for the Valley and things like that. And when you think about it, that was kind of a win-win because the local advertisers could go to their local station and make and really hype up on there. They could almost probably buy the entire uh, uh, load of commercials if they wanted. And the station won out because they were popular among the local community. So you you may, you wonder why more stations don't do that if they're not succeeding. Why don't they program to their community rather than everyone trying to be all of Los Angeles, all of Southern California. It's great if you can, you know, it'd be it'd be wonderful to be the number one station in Los Angeles. But if you can't and you have a really strong signal in somewhere in Riverside, do it, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, the low power FMs that are in the LA area, some of them are doing a very good job of that. The yeah. one in Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, where the poor man is actually on yep. the air now, they do a great job of covering local. They don't they don't deal with the whole metro area. They deal with their community, what's going on in their community. Their advertisers are all local to that area. So that still goes on even in a big city like L.A. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it only can be the low powers. And it's also unfortunate right. for the low powers that they can't really run real commercials. They have to do sponsorships right? Uh, just due to the way the licensing is. But that's a perfect example of what we're talking about. They are successful down there. They do yes. have advertisers that are excited about the opportunity to get word out about their restaurant or their product or their service. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there, without a doubt. The dirty okay. secret is that this also applies to newspapers, including my own. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I keep holding my breath, but you know, you're hanging in there. It, it's because, and we've talked about this, I think on the air, you give them such a great bargain for your <laughs> column that they can't afford to not have you do your column right yeah. basically yeah. is is that a, is that a it, fair assessment it probably is and it, you know it's been going on so long and there's enough readers that i think it really does help out it's a it's a win-win yeah absolutely all right that covers the three columns that we've we've missed and uh, but there's a couple other things that we need to talk about before we sign off today first of all uh ken levine has a podcast we've talked about the podcast before it's hollywood and levine it is a great podcast. He talks about all of the things to do with Hollywood. This week and next week's episode has our friend Dave Beezing as a guest. Yeah. Now, I have sent a cease and desist letter because he's <laughs> under contract with us. <laughs> yeah. Is Ken listening? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I would never uh, do that. No, Even and you know what? True. Part one was great. I can't wait for part two. It was great. It's, it's you know, Ken is great. Uh, Dave is great. Putting two great minds together is just uh, awesome. So it, if, if you know, you're not a subscriber to Ken's uh, uh, Hollywood and, and Levine, it's just great. So you need to do that. Absolutely. And especially this week with our pal Dave on until the cease and desist takes over. <laughs> and then that'll be it. Okay. And finally... Some real sad news. We had we didn't have any obituaries this week, which is which is really good. Yeah. We haven't had an obituary in a while, but 
one of the great radio sites in the L.A. area. We lost Don Barrett a couple couple years ago, his site. But this one was a, a great site for music, the music business and the radio business. They are shutting down shortly all access, and we use them as a, uh, uh, a tool for this show, and a lot of radio people use them, and they, they're shutting down in August, I think? Yeah, it's mid-August. And I think you're going to cover that in a future column, and so we'll talk about it a little more, but it, it is a real loss to the radio community, and more reason for us to keep doing this, I think, because, you know, we're kind of the last men standing in, in, in a certain respect, even though, you know, we don't have the, the research power and we, you know, we're a couple of fans basically doing this podcast and uh, we will continue to do it, of course, but we don't have the resources and things that an all access has. So right. don't you get your ratings information from yeah, all access? They are the easiest way to access the ratings. I can get them from Arbitron, not Arbitron, that's, that's gone. I can get them from Nielsen directly, but it's actually easier to get them from all access. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to miss them. It's a, it's a sad day. Another, another sign of the decline of radio. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think that covers it all. Uh, reminder again, you can listen to all of our interviews with the, the greats of L.A. radio. Maybe even, I'm, I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head, at some point maybe I'll drop our three-plus-hour interview with Ron Jacobs on there. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Anyway, laradiostudio.com, click on the stream or go to our L.A. radio waves Facebook page and the link is there as well. It's a 24-hour stream. You can listen at three in the morning when you're when you can't sleep, and it probably will will help get put you to sleep. Who knows? Yeah, or get you ticked off. And yeah, exactly. Actually, that would never happen because they're nice people that we interviewed. Absolutely. All right, I think that does it. We'll be back soon with another edition of Radio Waves. Mm-hmm.